Well, hello again and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my wonderful, intelligent, <laughs> gorgeous, very hardworking festival of the holidays, love and wife and co-host, yes, Michelle. Yes, I do love those festivals, sweetie. And thank you so much for those kind words that you always shed about me each week, even though I don't know. They're I don't, all I true. don't agree with them. Everybody but I knows it. That you say As that. we all know, You're those are all true about Michelle. But, anyways, thank you again. And hi, everybody. So good to have you with us. We are recording this episode on Sunday, December 17th, 2023. As we're recording this, only seven more shopping days Ooh. till Christmas. Got to get down. It's down to the nitty gritty yeah. here. Got to get that all done. Looking forward to the holiday season, whatever holiday you might celebrate. Some of you are already in that holiday right. mode. Some of you moving in. We got in the holiday mode a little bit for today's episode, as yeah. a matter of fact. Little Disney Parks holiday mode. That's right. Which was really fun, and we'll tell you all about that in a little bit. Thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Also, we are on social media. We are on Twitter X. at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Hyperion Ventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. Also, we are on YouTube. And yes, we did drop a <laughs> new video this week on YouTube. We're at Hyperion Adventures Podcast there. And yes, we did put up, you may have seen it on social media if you're following us, a video version of last week's episode, Amazing. just the interview episode with Dan Abraham and Trent Corey. It was such a wonderful, wonderful talk with them that we wanted to share the video of that as well. Right, yeah. I think that, again, they were so generous with their with the, what they shared, and we hope you all uh, had a lot of enjoyment listening to that, whether you listen to the podcast or the YouTube. Mm -hmm. And many of you did. And we appreciate every single viewing, every single listen, whatever it might be. And that goes for every single week of this show. Yeah. And I think for 2024, we really have to stick to the resolution that we're going to do more on YouTube. Yeah. We'll get there. When we say we. We're getting closer. <laughs> we're getting closer to where our studio is actually to the point where we might be able to get some more YouTube videos going. Well, that's that's true too. But I was thinking even just when we're at the park, but I think we just get so immersed with our experience that mm -hmm. it's sometimes hard to, you know, try to start putting out something yep. there. But Follow us. We are going to start putting some more yeah. stuff on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and you'll know whenever we have a new video. And we are going to, yes, as much as... We, anybody ever follows a resolution, I know. <laughs> our resolution for 2024 is to start getting more back involved with the YouTube channel. Exactly. Uh, also, if you ever want to contact us for any reason, you could hit us up at our Gmail account, Podcast at gmail.com. And we did get a question this mm -hmm. week 
on our Gmail account that I think was interesting and we should bring it up here because some other people might have some interest in this question as well. Right. This came from Scott in Minnesota. He said, hello, Tom and Michelle. We are planning a trip to SoCal early next February and with Sydney's, that's their daughter's, mm-hmm. love of animating and desire to be a Disney animator, we were looking at maybe taking a Disney Studios tour. Well, as you may or may not know, there are no tours available to the general public. I looked at ways to tour the studios, but we are not D23 members and Adventures by Disney did not have any tours until April. My question to you is, are there any Disney-centric activities outside of the parks that you might recommend? Scott in Minnesota. Michelle, I believe you wrote him a response. What did you tell him? I did. So when I researched it a little bit more, he is absolutely right. The tours are not open to the general public. However, you do not have to be a paying gold member of D23, you can join as a general member of D23, which is free. And you can then also sign up for the tours. Now you'll pay a little bit more. And as I mentioned to him, depending on like how many people you're bringing, you may get to where it's pretty close to buying a membership. I'm not trying to promote that to anybody. It's definitely at at your own discretion, but that is something that you can weigh. But yes, it's something that he um, and his family could take part in by joining just the free general um, level or tier for D23. And highly recommend it. If you've never toured the Walt Disney Studios in Burbank, California, and you're a Disney fan and you're making a trip out to California and you have that time to break away from the parks. It's not close to the park. So no, you're right. gonna it's gonna take you a little trek. It's kind of across the other side of LA to get there from Orange County where where Disneyland is. Right. If you have that time though, it is so worth your effort to go out there. It is hallowed ground for Disney yes. fans. You've seen it all the time in so many Disney movies where they just kind of will walk through the area there, you know, between you know, the Mouseketeers of the old right. Mickey Mouse Club. Um, Saving Mr. Banks was filmed a lot there on there. But I mean, there's just so many photos and everything. It is an amazing spot to just take in and just say, wow, I can't believe I'm on this campus. Right. Like you're saying, just the feeling of being on hallowed grounds. Um, we have been on it several times and we're going again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, because it, it's like with any Disney experience, you each time you may... Uh, experience something different or notice something different or hear something different. Um, But it's just really a special place. And you know, it's unique that you can't get to easily uh, without a tour, like you can't even park there. Um, But you also, uh, you know, no spoilers, but it's, it's published out there. You do get to go into Walt's office that has been reassembled to be as it was when Walt was there. And it just is such a unique feeling that it's hard to put into words why it is or how it is, but it's just a unique feeling going into that room and also seeing the piano that, Mm -hmm. you know, the Sherman brothers used to demo things to Walt uh, that we also, if you saw any of the extras from Once Upon a Studio, you see, that they're in Walt's office Mm -hmm. there. So it's cool to be able to get to go into that room that so many famous people uh, have been into, but obviously the most famous is being Walt Disney. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the tour is great. Um, If you're a Disney fan, it's going to make you feel more more close to that. Um, 
I, I think for Scott's daughter, it's probably just going to make her want that desire even more so to be a part of that and uh, wish her all the best for that. I'm sure mm -hmm. she will achieve her dream because she is a go-getter. Right. I will say this. Um, so the, the actual animation studios now, they're in a different building than they used to be. You will. Well, I can't say you will. Oftentimes, and we've got to do this when we've been on the tour before, mm -hmm. you do get to check out the original animation right. building, which is right there in the middle of campus. They since then have opened up a new animation mm -hmm. building. Most of the tours, I've seen a couple, but they're very rare that they open that up where you get to visit that. Right. So if you're expecting that, you, you may want to curb your you know expectations a little bit. Um, but it's still well worth it. And a lot of times you get to go visit the archives, which right. are amazing. The Disney archives are fantastic. They show you some really cool stuff. Highly recommended. Um, and if you don't get a chance to do that, because often the tours aren't scheduled, maybe one during your time that is convenient for you. It happened to fall into our mm -hmm. visit, which we were thrilled about. So we're going to do that. Um, you know, you could go and, you know, always go to Hollywood. Um, you know, there's all the stars there right. from all the various different Disney characters and Walt Disney himself right. there on the walk of fame. There's the El Capitan theater there. Maybe go take in a Disney animated sure. or live action film within the El Capitan theater, which is yeah, you know, phenomenally full right. of history right there in the middle of Hollywood as well. Um, that's another way to get a little Disney in your life, even if you're not at the parks or exactly. able to tour the studios right. for exactly. sure. Good point. Anyway, hope that helps, Scott, and hopefully uh, you do book that tour. Highly recommend. And again, anybody, if you're going to SoCal and you find you have that opportunity to do it, take advantage of it. You will not regret it. Right. And we'd love to hear from you if you do take that tour. For sure. For sure. And we'll be telling you about our tour uh, coming up here in a few weeks because yeah. that's coming up very, very soon. Right. So now before we get into this week's show, you know we always like to take a look back at the week that was because we are the Disney podcast of positivity. It's you know our name now and it is what we believe in every single week. So we like to look at those positive things, those high moments, those fantastic moments that happened to all of us from the week before. We call it my favorite thing from this week. And when we do this, we always start with Michelle because she's wonderful, fantastic, all things great in the world. You know, she does the best research. She has the best lists and she definitely has the best tips. She also has the best my favorite thing from this week. So Michelle, what was your favorite thing from this week? Yeah, You know, I had a lot of great things happen this week. And so again, a little more challenging to narrow it down. I'd have to say there was a, an A and B. Okay. And because they're, they're similar. In true Hyperion Adventures podcast true Hyperion, fashion, yes. yes. Um, so one would be uh, a week ago on Sunday last week where we were at Disney World. We went to the Magic Kingdom. We had Scott there and things went really well and he had a great time. We had a great time and I think that was so super fun and, and special. we hear a little bit about that coming up here soon. Right. Um, but then again, Scott and I went back to... Disney World on Thursday and had a fantastic time. And so I think both of those were great. Um, and, and I can pick between which one I liked better. There you go. Sure. Um, I, I think definitely the trips uh, to Walt Disney World, uh, one that I did go with you, one that yes. I did not because <laughs> I had to work. Uh, but uh, those are definitely highlights from this week. But also, I think above everything else is I want to thank everybody for the wonderful 
compliments and raving that you all had for that interview that we did yes. with, with, with Dan Abraham and Trent Corey last week. So many wonderful things were said about that interview. And as much as we'd like to take credit for it, it was all those guys. Right. I mean, those guys yes. are phenomenal. I know we've raved about it a, a lot last week, but we're, I, I got to continue on because those guys are so genuine and honest and excited to talk about this short. And they were just so easy to talk with. And they, you know, we basically just threw things out there and they would just go. And it was just, we could even ourselves just sit back and enjoy the interview itself. Yes. And just how generous they were with sharing those behind the scenes stories to help make that, that film even more alive than mm -hmm. what it is. And, and that's hard to believe that it could be, but you're right. And again, we thank all of you who did provide us some wonderful feedback about that. Thank you. But as Tom said, we really can't take credit. Those guys uh, really, really carried the, that yeah. episode. and They made, made it, it so made easy it on us. Yes. They made it so easy on us. And we could have talked with them for, I think it was Trent that mentioned, you know, what, you, so this is a six hour podcast, right? Or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, we wish. And I'm like, it, we could have talked with them for yes, that long. For and then sure. some possibly yes. about, about their careers and this short and Disney animation right. in general. But, you know, obviously their time is valuable. So we, we, we got what we could, but hopefully we'll get to bring them on at another point and talk with them again, because it was just, it was amazing. Yes. It was amazing. And Agreed. thank you again. Like Michelle said, thank you so much for all your nice comments out there. We really, really appreciate it because it was, Agreed. it was a, it was probably one of the biggest highlights. One is of the year, but, you know, possibly of, of this show in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've had some wonderful guests and some impressive guests. We don't want to um, make any of them seem like they were they were less, but this was definitely um, something that had a lot of passion to mm -hmm. it. For sure, for sure. So thank you again, everybody. Now let's go ahead and get on to this week's show. I have, well, some stuff for you this week. I think Disney's starting to get into that holiday mode as well. <laughs> Not announcing a lot, but there were a couple things that came out this week, including Disney Cruise, Line, Cruise Line's next glorious vessel reaches a major milestone. We'll tell you about that. And we now know when you'll be able to attend Epcot's guest favorite springtime festival, We'll tell you when that might be as well. But that's later. Let's go ahead and get to our very holly jolly holiday main topic of the week. So for this week's main topic, yes, we talked about it a little bit already. Last weekend, as we were playing that uh, wonderful interview for you all, we happened to make a visit out to the Walt Disney World Resort. Just a weekend jaunt out there to kind of check out the festival of the holidays, Epcot. We also wanted to check out the newly opened World Celebration while we were there. And we threw in a little short Magic Kingdom visit as well. Yes. Now... Can I interrupt you before we get into this? Topic? You're going to interrupt me? That never happens. I know, I know. But it has to do with holidays. And I meant to bring it up last episode, but then we had some other very uh, wonderful dialogue going on. Um, but speaking of holidays, uh, there was a couple things on Disney Plus that we've recently watched that I want to highlight to people because it might be something that you may not have either noticed or thought worthy of watching. But I personally 
found both of these really good. Okay. Um, the first one was Christmas with Walt Disney. Oh, yeah. That was really good. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it actually was... Um, this, this film was actually created for the Walt Disney Family Museum. Uh, it, it came from the love of, of Walt's daughter, Diane Disney, and it was directed by Don Hahn. Um, but it, it actually shows home movies for Walt with the family during the holidays. And I think it really gives you some great perspective of, of what that home life was like, even though that, you know, Walt and his family were celebrating holidays with within the parks and things like that. But there were some really great home movie moments that were shared that I thought that was quite touching. Yeah, it was it was really good. It was really well done. And if you haven't checked it out yet, it it does share really good holiday spirit as far as, you know, Disney movies, Disney parks and just Walt and his family in general. Right. It's really, really well done. You know, and anything done by Don Hahn is usually <laughs> almost it's, always it's be fantastic. Top notch. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other one was just a fun film and that's their newest film, Dashing Through the Snow. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to give any spoilers or anything, but it's just a fun family movie that we really enjoyed. And, um, I think it can become one of your holiday movie repertoires. Yeah, we, we randomly watched it yesterday, just looking for something holiday to watch, and we're like, "Well, that's new. We'll check it out. If we're if we're not into it, we'll move along to something else." Right. And it was much better, much more fun than I expected. I mean, it's you know, it's 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 silly, ridiculous, yeah. but it was fun, and like I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really good. I I liked it a lot, and uh, I think it will be part of our our annual watch during right. the holiday season for sure. Yeah. So anyways, I digressed okay. from your original topic, but I didn't want to forget it and I couldn't figure out another place to fit that in. So who are we? The Dillos now tangenting right off of the get go. Right? I, mean, I can't even get into the topic. <laughs> Frank and Jen are rubbing off on us. Uh, I guess it could be worse. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So let's go ahead and get into what our main topic actually was, which is our visit to Walt Disney World for the weekend. And we may talk about Michelle's extra visit jaunt out there during the week as well. So, uh, yeah, we went out last weekend. We uh, headed out Saturday morning, December 9th, spent the night and we're visiting for the 10th as well. Uh, we went straight over. We were staying at Bay Lake Towers. You may have seen the the video that I took from there that uh, we put on social media. That uh, was a really nice picture of our view. But yeah, we got lucky to get the 14th floor. We got a great room there for <laughs> yeah. sure. I would always, I've never had a bad room. I've never not enjoyed our time. That's true. Staying at, at Bay, Lake. Uh, Bay Lake Towers. Mm-hmm. It still is our favorite. We love a lot of the the uh, DVC resorts. A lot of the other resorts right. as well. Um, Bay Lake Tower, still probably our favorite. Uh, but we went in and we decided, you know, Scott really loves the monorail. So rather than go and drive to Epcot, we're going to go and park there at the Contemporary and hop on the monorail to head over to Epcot. And one thing I think we noticed right off the bat, especially going to Epcot, there were a lot of people going to Epcot that yeah, day. Yeah, it was going to be a busy day at Epcot. I mean, it makes sense. It was the opening weekend of the... Uh, the holiday food festival, and uh, it was also the first weekend after the the launch of the new nighttime show, Luminous. Yeah, and World Celebration had just mostly opened right. up. It's still not completely opened up, but it had just mostly right. opened up as well. I think the food, uh, the festival of holidays had been a little longer than that, but I think you combine all those things right, and also yeah. the fact 
that annual passes for most people were going to be starting to be cut off. Like that was the, if you're going on the weekend, that was going to be one of the last weekends before you got to the holidays that you could get the chance to go and visit before you were probably blacked out. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I think it all combined into a very busy day at Epcot for sure. So um, we got there and we did notice right off the bat. There was, it was more than normal. Right. It was more than normal. And so, but that's okay. We got in. Um, I'm going to talk about World Celebration in a little bit, but I want to first uh, focus on us going and trying out some of the foods from the Festival of the Holidays and some of the other things that we sampled over there. Right. Before we get into that, I think uh, whether you We're wanna... tangenting again I, Yes, yes. Well, it's, it's kind of like information kind of going along with what you're saying of where we decided to park and things like that. The One of the other benefits of parking first at our resort, well, one, the car was going to be there um, when we got out of the parks. But the other thing is going through the security at the hotel at the Contemporary is a much shorter line than if you're going to park and go through security. Usually. I don't want to talk about what we saw when we came back from Epcot because there was that security line was extremely long and so was the monorail line when we were coming back from Epcot later on. Right. But once you're on, like once you go through the security of, for example, we right. bo- we Most it, of the time... You don't have to go again. Absolutely true. Yes. Yes. When you're going through the security to get on the monorail... Um, you don't have to go in again. That's true. Right. Even though the, the you Magic go to, Kingdom, every place. Right. Even though matter. you go to tra- ticket and transportation. Right. And you're transferring. You're still in that bubble. Yes. Transferring. So I think that was right. something that might be helpful for people. That's true. That's true. We'll talk more about what that line was like <laughs> when we got out of there in a little bit. Um, so we decided we're going to go over again. Uh, we'll talk about World Celebration in a bit head over and start grabbing some food. We were already hungry, and that's the main thing we wanted to go there is sample some of the wonderful food right. that's at the Festival of Holidays. And one of the main parts that we wanted to hit up was L'chaim, yes, which is, of course, the Jewish sort of kitchen that's there, right. the, the kiosk that right. has the food there. Um, we went over there. That was the first place we beelined to. We kind of took the boat over, the friendship boat over, uh, to the Morocco area because it's kind of in between Morocco and France. Right. Got off the boat there, looked over, and that line was already. And this was like early. I mean, right. it, like the kitchens had just opened. Yeah, like maybe it was a like half an hour. We were, yeah, it, yeah. I think. Yeah, it, it was already an extremely long line. Yeah, it's one of the longest lines we've seen at a festival in forever, and. I mean, it wasn't a new dish that we were going to try, but it was definitely a dish that we love. Yeah. So we looked at that line. We debated it for a second. And then we decided, you know what? Maybe we can go to another location instead. So that's what we did. We headed it down. There was a couple other places. Michelle already done her research. I've been busy. <laughs> I didn't do any research on the food this time. Um, she had done her research. We're like, you know, I want to try some of the things over at the American Adventure Pavilion, over at the American Holiday table uh, kiosk marketplace there. Yeah. Um, I I think I went a little overboard on my research and everything because I, I actually created a map and put what we were going to eat where. But yeah, the American Pavilion had some new dishes uh, that we wanted to try. And we also knew we wanted to do the cookies, at least some cookies on the cookie stroll. And, and the gingerbread cookie there was one of those. Actually, I think both of the American Adventure or the American Holiday Table ones were items that we tried before. 
Um, I, I do, didn't remember the catfish, I guess. I, I remember the catfish last oh, okay. year, and we liked the catfish last mm-hmm. year. So that's what we got. We got the slow-roasted turkey with stuffing, mashed potatoes, green beans, and cranberry sauce. Basically a traditional holiday meal. Right. Very American. And the blackened catfish with Hop and John and comeback sauce. We also got the gingerbread cookie. Right. A couple, a couple of gingerbread of cookies. Yes. <laughs> we were on our cookie stroll. Yes. We're taking advantage of that. And we got the Playa Linda Brewing Company Peppermint Chocolate Stout. What did you think about all those dishes, Michelle? Um, I actually thought they were all very good. Um, everything tasted like it was freshly prepared, you know, So it, and, and it had great flavor. Um, the gingerbread cookie, as far as cookies were concerned, I thought it was really tasty. Um, and, and that's why, like you said, we had more than one for yeah. sure. We, we took some home. Right. We didn't, we didn't, we did the full cookie stroll today or on that day, I should say, but we did not eat them all right. on that day, or at least not early on right. that day. We did take some back to our hotel room for later and back home for uh, another night exactly. uh, to enjoy as well. Um, but I, I really liked the, the turkey. I thought the turkey stuffing mashed potatoes, mm-hmm. by the way, Justin Monorail, I know it's dressing. Everybody calls it stuffing. Right. I know it's wrong. I understand. It's okay. It's stuffing. My parents always called it dressing. Yeah. It, so. It's here's it is. And it, this is true. And Justin is not wrong on his beef <laughs> with this. It is, if it's in the bird, it's stuffing. Right. It's stuffed in the bird. It's right. stuffing. If you cook it in a pan or whatever else, it's dressing. Everybody knows it is stuffing. Fine. It's, a, you know, right. But technically, he is right. It should be dressing unless it was cooked in the bird. Which, Correct is not really easy to do and you probably shouldn't do it very often because um, you gotta be anyway, careful how you cook it and here we go we're tangenting already yes. again uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh, I thought that was very good it felt very holiday it was yummy uh, the blackened catfish with hop and john and comeback sauce was also good slightly so I think when they do blackening seasoning a lot of times you, you're trying to hit that spice and salt balance with it. And it's, I mm-hmm. think sometimes they hit the salt a little heavier than they should. And I think they did that on this yeah. as well. But it was still pretty tasty. Yeah. Um, I think if you mixed it with the other items that were in the dish, yeah. in the bowl, then it kind of came together and it, it they, they offset it because I don't think they were as heavily seasoned. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, the gingerbread cookie was good. Also, highly recommend that peppermint chocolate stout. Yeah. I like that a lot. I thought it was very good. Peppermint didn't come across in it that as much as I was expecting, but the chocolate stout definitely did. It was creamy. It was rich. It was wonderful. I felt that peppermint was more of an afterkick afterwards. Did you? Did you yeah. find it? I didn't, maybe it was because of the food I was eating. I didn't catch it as Could much. Could be, yeah. Like I would drink it and I didn't taste it right away on my tongue, but then like a second later, it, it kicked in and I've tasted that and I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. I mean, I think the other wonderful, <laughs> I'm sure most people don't care about this, but we did is that we found that that's actually a brewery that's not far from our home. Yeah, it's in Titusville. Yeah. Is, um, I mean, it's a little ways away up the coast, but it's in our same county. Yeah. So, I mean, we didn't know about that and it, it opened up uh, some some ideas to go visit yes, them. We, well. we were exploring that brewery yesterday yeah. and uh, we will be ta- paying it a visit in the yeah. near future. And if you ever want to sponsor us, you know, Playa Linda, we're here for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so after we ate that, we decided, okay, let's go ahead and head back. Maybe the line at Lahayam was better. Right. But in between there, we did pass through Morocco and we remembered, oh, there's these items there that we really like. Right. Um, one is the stone baked Moroccan bread with hummus, tremula, and jug dips. 
Uh, also the fig cocktail with fig vodka and white cranberry sauce. We picked those up there. And I don't know about what you thought, Michelle. I think I ate most of it. Well, Scott and I ate yeah. most of it. Uh, but I thought that was a hit again. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I do think it, it, they provide those those three dipping um, accompaniments for it that are great. Uh, when you first look at the bread, it looks like this giant bread, but it, it, it's it's hollow, so it, it's not as filling as you'd be concerned about having. It's like a flat bread that, that they, they put it, they do stone cook it, right? and so it kind of blows up like a balloon, right? and then it flattens out as you go on, like almost like a pita bread. Right, yeah. exactly. So just if you ever get it, that you're not like thinking, oh my God, this is a, a big old piece of bread. It, it's it's a lighter fare for the, than that. Um and but yeah, it it was really good, and we love the fig cocktail. I don't know if we should admit this, although he is of age to drink. But um, Scott decided to, sam- to sample it as <laughs> well. He kind of liked it a little too much. I'm like, no, yeah, no. we had to take it away from him. <laughs> yeah, like, that's no, that's we didn't want you to try it. We didn't want you to get drunk, <laughs> which he didn't. Right? But, you know. Yeah, I mean that one drink we. All I don't think anybody of, all three of us off shared. Of that one drink. Yeah, yeah, all three of us shared. Even but. if you had it alone, the, right. the, the 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 cranberry white cranberry juice to to fig vodka balance there right. is highly on the white cranberry juice, yes. which is fine. It's tasty and it matches very well with this yeah, dish. It pairs really nicely. Um, all the dips, all three of them, complement the bread and everything so well. My only beef with it is I wish there was. Actually, more bread because there's plenty of dip left over even after you right. eat this bread. Um, I could have continued to eat this. It was it's really good. It was a highlight last year, and it's a highlight again this yeah, year. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And you know, um, one of the things I've noticed that other than the food and wine festival, the the drinks that they offer don't always pair with the food. It's like yes, it's themed to what is being presented for that area, but it may not pair with the dish, but this does pair well the uh, the the fig cocktail and and the bread mm-hmm. dish really do pair well. Yeah. Speaking of pair, when we were over there, we went we found a nice table over at the France Pavilion, mm-hmm. and we happened to see the superstar himself, Père Noël. That's we right. There. Yeah. He's he always by, great. He was telling his stories there. He came by. Gave us a wave, said hello to us because he was walking right by right. where we were sitting at Kinda the table. Kind of gave a little hug to Scott. Yeah, which was really nice. It's always nice to get a, a hug from Père Noël. Right. For sure. But that made it really brightened our holidays quite a bit. I know. It's one of those moments like, dang, I wish I had had my camera ready yeah. for that. It was a completely surprise. Yeah, and Scott lit up. He yeah, really enjoyed it. Was it was really nice. That was fun. Yeah. So while we were there, um, Michelle did stop over the... La Marche de Noël Holiday Kitchen. Right. I'm, I don't, I'm not very good at speaking France. You did great, baby. Great. Uh, Francais. But uh, there it is. And we did pick up, well, actually, Scott and I held our table. <laughs> Michelle went over and got some wonderful foods for us. Uh, I'm not even going to try and say these names in French because uh, it's going to yes. get lost in it. Um, we did get the cream of smoked salmon in house-made dill brioche bread with cucumber and the roasted ham with mushrooms, pearl onions, bacon, mustard sauce, and roasted sweet potatoes. Uh, what did you think of those, Michelle? Um, well, first of all, I want to say the line 
looked really long there as well, but it was moving. And I could tell that once I walked by there that it that, that they were moving that line that fairly line, that quickly. That always has. If you ever see that yeah. booth with a short line, jump in it because it is rare. Right, right. Um, my favorite of those dishes was the salmon dish. The, the ham, I think, um, although it tasted good, for me, it was a, a textural thing that, that didn't. didn't hit with me. Um, but like I said, the flavors were, were great together. It, you know, I just couldn't, for me, I couldn't get past it. Mm-hmm. That was my personal issue. I got you. Not I, them. I thought they were both very tasty, although they both had a couple of flaws. Um, I think the, that the smoked salmon and brioche could have used more smoked salmon right. to counteract how much brioche is there. Yeah. Um, I, it was very bready, um, but it was very tasty. I did enjoy it right, very much. Right. It was very tasty. I just think that a little more smoked salmon to go along with the bread would have yeah, made that dish more, yeah. even better. Um, the ham with mushrooms, pearl onions, bacon, mustard sauce, I thought it was a little too saucy. Right. <laughs> saucy. <laughs> uh, it was just had a little bit too much sauce um, to the ham and to the sweet potatoes there. But other than that, it was very tasty. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I liked it. Um I would get it again. Again, I just I just thought that they could have backed off on the sauce slightly. Right, right, yeah. So, so agreed. We did right there was Lahayam again, <laughs> and we did look, and the line was even longer. So yeah, this crazy. time we skipped Lahayam. Yeah. You know, it's unfortunate. But there were other great things to try. We went over to the Yukon Holiday Kitchen over yeah. in Canada. There we picked up this seared salmon with butternut squash puree, maple bourbon glaze, and fennel arugula salad. And the snickerdoodle cookie. <laughs> snickerdoodle. This one's a little bit different than your normal snickerdoodle. Right. Yes, it's kind of a sugar cookie, but it's made with Snickers bar pieces. Right. Drizzled with chocolate. One of our favorites. We had to pick that up. Pick a couple up of those as yes. well. Uh, what did you think of those two dishes, Michelle? Um, I, I thought both of them were, were really pretty good, actually. Um, I think we knew the snickerdoodle was going to be good because we, we did get that last year as well. Um, but I did like even the salad that accompanied the salmon dish was really tasty. And, and I enjoyed that. Uh, I thought the salmon dish was excellent. Um, big fan of it. I guess there was actually a wait to, to pick up the salmon mm-hmm. dish there. Like we, it was stacked up for them to finish off the salmon dish and uh, the, with good reason, because it was very, very good. I, right. was, uh, I really enjoyed it a lot. Snickerdoodle cookie is, it's phenomenal. I love that cookie so much. It is so good. So bad for you, but it is so good. Um, So big fan, big fan of that cookie. I I mean, as much as, yes, no, you never want to have to stand in line and wait for food. At least, you know, it's being prepared fresh, that it's not something that's just been sitting there for a while and maybe not as, as optimal because it's sat. So this, you get it fresh. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it was really good. Um, highly recommend it. Um, it was the line was, it wasn't that bad for UConn. I saw right. the line earlier, and it was it was longer. This one wasn't so bad. And yeah, it was just that everybody wanted glad that we picked salmon it up, dish. For sure. Yeah, uh, we also went over to the refreshment port, which is right next door there, and picked up the gingerbread milkshake. I only had a taste of it. I liked it. You had a little more of it. What did you think of the gingerbread milkshake? Yeah, I mean, I think that milkshake was was pretty good, and I, I definitely know that. Scott enjoyed it as well. Yeah. Uh, you can get it with, uh, I think it's whipped cream flavored vodka right. involved. If you like more of an adult beverage version of it, we got the tamer version right. of it. Uh, but I still thought, again, I only had one taste of it. 
I think you only had a little bit of it. I think Scott had most of uh, it yeah. and he really enjoyed it, but uh, it was good. We, uh, we liked it. Yeah, yeah, I would recommend it. Yeah. One thing I cannot recommend, and I, we're not going to say any more of that than this. Over at Swirled Showcase, we did pick up the salted caramel soft serve float with Three Daughters Brewing Toasted Coconut Porter. I'm not going to say any more about that. Yeah, the con- <laughs> like you said, the concept was great. It, it had everything that we liked. It didn't work. It just didn't work together. But that's all we're going to say about that. So we did pick up all the cookies we needed to, and we finished off our cookie stroll. So we did go over to Holiday Sweets and Treats to pick up our little prize for doing that. Um, And one of the things that we got from there, one, you get a a bonus cookie. Right. It's an adorable cookie that is... um, from Wish, yeah, the star from Wish. it's the Wish. star, the wishing star from, from Wish. Uh, it's adorable. Yes. Have we eaten it yet? I don't think we've eaten no, it No, we yet. haven't we eaten it yet. It. Yeah, I so I don't know if it's it, any yeah. tasty, but it's a, it's a cute cookie. Um, and we also, you also get a bonus milkshake because we haven't apparently had enough shakes or sweets yet. <laughs> uh, we got the chocolate peppermint milkshake. Michelle, what did you think of that shake? Because you can buy that separately as well. Right. Um, but it does come as a surprise along with the bonus cookie. But yes, it had great taste. It looked beautiful, especially the crushed peppermint. Mm-hmm. It looked more like, um, instead of crushed peppermint, it looked more like sprinkles on it. But um, it had a great taste. But man, was it thick. It was so thick. And I saw spoons when I was picking it up. I saw the counter had spoons there. And I didn't grab one thinking, it's a milkshake. Um, but yeah, the spoons were necessary. Yeah. Unless you wait for a little bit, you're not drinking that with the paper straws. They provide no. you. You're not going to drink that shake with those paper straws, but we did get it. We did try some with a spoon and then later we, as we, it let it melt a while. Right. You could have it with a straw and it was very tasty. I, I like that shake. And when you get it with the cookie straw, I don't know if it comes this way when you just purchase it, but if you get it with the cookie straw, you get a little collectible, Cup. Festival cup. Festival yes. cup yeah. that says, Plastic. I think it says cookie straw on it. Right, um, right. It's really cute. And so that, that's another yeah, bonus yeah. thing you get for doing the cookie straw. Right. I do think poor Scott was frustrated because he kept trying to drink it and just... Eventually, well, it melted enough that he was able to drink right, it. Right. But at first, but he was first, like, he didn't want to do the spoon. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. So those were the food options that we tried during our day there. We had had plenty of sweets and some savory dishes. We were good to go. I, I do want to talk about world celebration here. Yeah, I'm sorry. Do you want me to bring up about Lahaim fun? We'll talk about Lahaim in a little bit here okay. what, when we talk about your return visit okay. during the week. Because, yes, we're not going to rule Lahaim out. No. Because we were going to go to Lahaim. <laughs> or at least some of us were going to go to Lahaim. But first, I want to talk a little bit about world celebration because we did get to visit there. Um, it's the course, if you don't know what World Celebration is, it's that area that's basically been behind the walls for about three years now, um, kind of in the center of Epcot, uh, that we've been waiting for it to reopen. We've seen some progress to it, seen a lot of greenery planted there. The walls have been moved back yeah. slightly. Finally, most of the walls are done. There's still the building um, that housed, I think it was Communicore over there. I think so, yeah. That is still being worked on. Eventually that's going to be opened up to hopefully within the next, I don't know, two, three, four months, six months. I don't know, but that still needs to be done. But most of that area is now open. Um, Michelle, what did you think about that area? It was amazing, you know, for a lot of reasons. Uh, 
obviously just having that more open, open look, open feel, more beautiful things to look at rather than walls and having that smoother where you can go through that area versus having to go around convenience, et cetera. Those are wonderful things, but just the area itself. I, I think they did a marvelous job. I love the looks, the different types of chairs and seating arrangements that they have out there that they have charging stations, mm -hmm. makes it super convenient. Um, and it, it, it's just real beautiful. And then the things that they have around there as well, you know, where they, they do have character meet and greets. I think it's mainly Pluto and Daisy right. are the standards that are around there. And I, I think what's good too is how they have that set up that the queues are kind of, I don't want to say hidden, but they're, they're, they're not obtrusive. So you're not you know, seeing these long lines or, you know, getting, having to go around a lot of people just to go from point A to point B. It's really nice. Um, it's, uh, it, it is a garden space. They've said it's a garden space. It really is a garden mm -hmm. space. Lots of trees, lots of shade. Mm -hmm. You can have both, you know, seats in the sun, right. seats in the shade, lots of seating, um, tables and chairs around Adirondack chairs yes. that you can just sit and kind of look out at the area. It's almost on little, like staged levels, so there's some that are a little higher that you can kind of look and kind of see the right. whole area all the way out towards um, right now where the, the holiday tree is and then out to um, to World Showcase Lagoon mm -hmm. there and everything. Um, it's it's really good. It's going to be stunning. And this isn't even talking about what they're doing there at night right. because um, unfortunately we did not get to experience that for reasons I'll get into in a moment. But um, it was just beautiful and Really nice place to for someone for people that really like to take some time and people watch and sit and enjoy the right. Disney ambiance. The music's there. It's you got Spaceship Earth on one side, World Showcase on the other. It's just really, really wonderful place to just kind of hang out. Absolutely, yeah. It's just you can you can just you know whether you're just arriving or, or probably more so even too as you're leaving the park if you want to just sit and just kind of relax but not yet leave that's a great place um if you do have anybody in your family member that has sensory um issues or concerns it's a nice place to just chill out and and it is relaxing and comfortable then for everybody who's there looking forward to being able to use those tables and chairs more for food right. um, as, as that becomes more available in that area. But yeah, yeah it's, it's great. It's still good for connections cafe. If yeah. you, if you mm -hmm. pick up something there, um, great place to pick up some food right. and, and sit. I, I have a feeling there'll be more uh, availability mm -hmm. for other food possibilities right. within yes. that area. Uh, once the other, uh, wall, other walls come down, but it's really nice just right now. And it's going to even get better when it's completely right. opened up. Um, can't wait for that. Uh, I just thought, I, I, and again, the charging stations too, it's yeah. going to be so helpful for so many people that just want to take a break and relax. We, we mentioned it was super busy at Epcot. One of the most busy days we've seen yes, at Epcot while time. we've been there. We had no problem finding multiple seats there right, in the yeah, shade, wherever right. we wanted to sit. Um, it was, you know, it was still very wide open and we really enjoyed it. Also, when we first got there, I noticed that the line for the Walt the Dreamer statue wasn't that long. Right. Maybe 10 minutes. It might have even been less than that. It was not that long. And we wanted to take advantage of getting that mandatory picture with right. Walt. Right, yes. Um, so we got to check out that statue. And um, it's majestic. It's yes. it's a wonderful, wonderful tribute to the man who 
you know, Epcot was behind a lot of what right. he wanted to do at, at Walt Disney World. And maybe it's not exactly what he planned Epcot to be, but it, it is, it, it, it's, it really speaks to who he is, I think, in that, that statue. Right. And to, to, for, you know, you would expect that Walt feeling like th- that he had a legacy and kind of really demonstrates him kind of overlooking that. I, I do think it, it really captured his essence well. Um, and it, it's one of those places that just brings you joy. Yeah. I mean, I guess a little sadness and it's touching, uh, but um, it, I think they did a ma- marvelous work on that statue. I think it really captures his essence really nicely, uh, probably more so than some of the other ones that I've seen at Magic Kingdom or, or Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact and, that you can you get... Know, the partners, that, yes, it's beautiful, but mm-hmm. this is special. Yeah, you can get up close to and sit with him. Right. Feels kind of special. Um, as you're in the queue to get it over to get that photo, you don't really see it until you turn the corner and right. then you get close to it. And I got emotional when I saw it. Oh, yeah, it's breathtaking. For sure. Yes. It really it captures everything. Obviously, I've never met Walt Disney. Right, right. Um, is, yeah. But uh, of all the movies, film clips, television shows, everything you've seen with Walt mm-hmm, in it, mm-hmm. it really captured him i thought yeah. i thought it was spectacular yeah and the expression on his face i, I think it really uh, it did mimic like you said we have we've never met him but what we've seen through media of how he looked and i think it really it really was a spectacular capturing yeah. of him highly recommend if especially if the the queue is not long enough take take the time to go see it but you can still pass by it even if you don't want to wait right. to get the photo officially there um and take it in and I love the way they have it. I told you it's kind of tiered where it's, it's the, 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 there's seats on different levels or whatever, but uh, where Walt is, is on this top tier and it almost, it looks down over that whole uh, world celebration area. Yes. And it just, it's, it's beautiful. It's stunning. Um, definitely big thumbs up from us. I think yes. for that, that statue. Yes. Now there is a photo pass, a cast member working there that mm-hmm. will take your picture. Uh, however, they will also take your picture with your camera. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I noticed several people doing that. Yeah. So, um, it, it does give you that opportunity. Um, you don't have a ton of time there, but you can also, if you want to get a picture for yourself of just the statue. Right. It's really good. Yeah. Really good. Highly recommended. And, um, they did a fantastic job with that. So, right. Once we had gotten through most of our day, our room was ready. We decided to go back and head back to our resort mm-hmm. out at uh, Bay Lake Towers. And when we were heading back, we were like, wow, it's still plenty of people on the monorail. Yes. Like a lot of people, we got off the monorail and taken in transportation. A lot of people yes. getting on the monorail to go to Epcot. We're like, holy cow, is, you know, it's busy already. What's going on with this? Because yeah, by then it was already park hopping time. Right. So. We had transferred over to the resort uh, monorail and got to our resort, the contemporary, got right. off there. And the line was so long, not just to get on the monorail. We got off there, looked at the line for security. It was so long. We're like, you know what? We had made plans of maybe we'll go back. At least one of us would go back and check out hopefully Luminous and check out World Celebration at night because we'd seen some good things about how amazing that place is at night with with the the lighting that goes on there, the music that plays, and it's all synced up with uh, what they do with Spaceship Earth and everything. Maybe we'll take that in as well. We decided quickly, especially with Scott with us, who is 
he didn't sleep well the night before. He wasn't in the best mood that day. Um, maybe we won't head back there because it, it it just it seemed like it would be crazy. So I, yeah, I think we kind yeah. of made the right decision on, as much as we would like to tell you what that was all about. Right. Yeah. We decided we had to pivot. I mean, it, it was kind of heartbreaking because as Tom mentioned, we were planning at least one, if not all of us to go back and catch some of those spectacular nighttime views in the, in the show. Um, but it was just not the day that, that weekend, again, being the, the first weekend where Luminous had released, I think, everybody wanted to yeah. take that opportunity and, and rightly so I get it, yeah. you know, and hundred percent. Yeah. Totally understand. Right. Right. But we did, we did make, we did pivot and found some other fun things to do. Yeah. So what we did instead is we ended up getting some dinner, um, from, uh, the Contempo cafe mm-hmm. and a little bit from uh, steakhouse 71 as well. Right. And we ended up having that in our room and then we decided, you know what? We're feeling kind of good. Let's go do one of our favorite things during the holidays. Let's go over to Fort Wilderness and check out some of the wonderful decorations that the guests put up there. Yeah. I mean, it's always really impressive uh, of just how much people who go there, especially the people who are um, going there with their campers and trailers, et cetera, how they really decorate for the holidays um, and decorate their golf carts for the holidays as well. It's just something unique that I don't know any place else that that is so spectacular like this. We've said it so many times, but we're going to say it again. It's, it's an underrated aspect of Disney at the holiday season um, is to go over there and check out because these people go all, I mean, there's some people that just, it's all out. It's insane what they put out there. You know, some of them are simple, but some of them are crazy. But either way, it's fun to just take a little bit. You don't need to take your whole night. I mean, you can take a lot of time, be there. You can do hoop-de-doo. You can do a carriage ride. You can check out the, you can do a whole bunch of stuff there. But if you just wanted to go over there for just a short time, walk around, you know, bike around, whatever you wanted to do. Um, go check it out. It's worth your time to to do that as an extra added yes. bonus to your holiday. They cost you nothing more. Right, cost right. you nothing extra exactly. on your trip to go see what they do there. It's pretty amazing. Right, and I, I mean some of the things too. Just to keep in mind is I, I think some of these are friends or families. Some too that have like they go each year and they have adjoining sites and then they have themes of what they put together mm-hmm. all together. So it's, it's a little bit more widespread than just somebody putting and lights on their And we've noticed some people trailer. that they like, they book the same area right, every, year, every year and they're back every yes. year. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's it, pretty cool. Yeah. It is really, really cool. It's, it's so unique of, you know, like you, you think of any neighborhood with decorations and stuff, but, but people really, like I said, it's not just like putting lights on their trailers. It's, much more mm-hmm. they bring a lot of you know the blow up uh uh various characters yeah and, yeah um but it's just really really yeah, cool it's really good yeah. um again a lot of fun can't recommend it enough that you make it a part of your holiday visit to the walt exactly. disney world resort uh for sure uh so we did that we didn't spend a lot of time there but we just enough to kind of get that holiday feel 
came back. We were lucky enough to pull into the parking lot of Bay Lake Towers right as they were finishing up the finale <laughs> for Happily Ever After right. Magic Kingdom. So we were able to catch the fireworks, uh, you know, finale right there in the parking lot because it's right there yeah, next to you. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Well, it was nice even to drive the drive yeah, to that's right. there. We were able to see the fireworks um, as we were driving from back, Fort yeah. Wilderness. We were seeing the fireworks going off as as we were approaching, and then, like you said. The, the listening to and seeing the grand finale was great. Yeah, that was good. Great timing. Uh, then we went upstairs, you know, we, we had brought out some of our cookies from our cookie stroll and a glass of wine each. And we went out and sat on our balcony and what would we see? But off in the distance, we were able to see, I mean, obviously it's not really capturing it, right. but we were able to see Luminous from a distance yes. while we were out there because our balcony happened to be looking out towards Epcot as well. Right, right. You know, uh, again, it was a little bittersweet because having researched um, Luminous and, and what the storytelling that's going on there, um, it, you could kind of tell from the distance of what, how that was going and how it would build and, mm -hmm. and things like that. But I just um, love, and if you don't know the storytelling, it's something worthy to, to take a look at. But, but the essence of it is the us is that there are, there are common themes and emotions that all humans around the world experience. Mm -hmm. And, and how does that connectivity come through? And I, yep. I, I yeah. Yeah, uh, looking forward to it. We're probably going to try and check it out. We have plans to go back uh, later in January. Um, we have a weekend stay out there again. Right. And uh, we, with Epcot is very much a big part of that. And I think we might be able to take Luminous in that night. So yeah. hopefully we'll see it for the first time up close at that point. Yeah, I mean, we're planning to do one of the uh, Broadway series at hopefully, the hopefully, Epcot yeah. International Arts Festival. And just hang out there a little longer and catch luminous. Yes. Very good. So, so that was it. We kind of just sat back, relaxed for the evening, um, got up the next day and yeah, well, you know what? Let's go ahead and head over. We're right next to magic kingdom. Right. Let's do magic kingdom. And it was a, a very merry Christmas party night, which is a good thing yes. because let me tell you the crowds that we went to Epcot and faced, we did not face anything near that at oh, yeah, <laughs> Magic no, pretty, Kingdom that day. Pretty mild. Dude. Yeah, a lot less crowds. It was really nice to be there. I mean, Scott's with us. He only wants to ride like three rides while yeah. we're there. He wants to ride It's a Small World. He wants to ride The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Right. And he wants to ride uh, The Tomorrowland Speedway. Right, those are yeah. his rides. So those what we went on. But um, <laughs> we also took in a lot of the holiday decorations. Magic Kingdom is... It's magnificent when they get out all those holiday decorations. Oh, yeah, for, for sure. sure. And, for sure. Um, we just had a really nice day. Got a little food over at Columbia Harbor House for lunch. Mm -hmm. and Tried was, one of their newer dishes there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was really, really. Yeah, the, the salmon. The salmon. The, what the was maple. that? Maple glazed salmon. Mm -hmm. That was really good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Highly recommend that. And they have great hush puppies. <laughs> Their hush puppies are very good. They are very good. Um, um, you know, the other thing that was really cool seeing there that we haven't seen quite as much when we've gone to Magic Kingdom because of crowds is is having the Main Street vehicles going. Yeah, they were. They were running. Yeah. Um, it's very rare. But yeah, again, um, sometimes when you get a, a day that's a, it's a party day, not many people are, uh, are, 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 as many people are willing to use right. up their tickets for that single day to go there because exactly. they know they're going to have to leave early. Yeah. So sometimes, especially if you have an annual pass or if you don't care, you're not planning to stay till fireworks anyways, not a bad way to take that. Right, parking. right. Yeah. Or if you want to park hop, then. Yeah. Can, so. yeah. So that was kind of, we kind of did a little over a half day there. 
and headed home. And uh, it was just a really nice weekend trip to the Walt Disney World Resort yeah, for yeah. the holidays. Yeah, really felt very holiday. Yeah. We did a lot of great sightseeing of holiday and, and experiencing some holiday things there. But that's not the only trip that was paid to Walt Disney <laughs> World this Resort this week. As we already mentioned, Michelle and Scott uh, were out, went out there for another jaunt for uh, on Thursday. What did you do during that time? So um, because he really enjoyed Magic Kingdom, and again, I think it was that he had more sleep that on Saturday night than he had the night before we went to Epcot. Um, I thought, all right, let me see what I can get for reservations at Magic Kingdom again. And Thursday was the only day for annual pass holders at the time that I looked. Eventually, they opened up some more, but it was days later. But anyway... We went over there and again had a good time. This time he was in a, he was taking pictures on Main Street with so me. You never know when he'll be willing to actually take pictures with a, with a photo pass. Right, like you can take a selfie with him. He's thrilled. Uh, photo yeah. pass photographer. Yeah, miss at best. I know. A lot of times with him, it's like you got to go do it the first thing, and the when you enter the park, and then that's it. It's done. But this day, he he was was much different. But um, yeah, we were having a great time. Um, we did some of we did all of three of his his favorite attractions. We also did again Columbia Harbor House. Again, that's a really great place to just also decompress at. You know, you can go to the second level and. Um, I think more people have been become aware yeah, of that. Yeah, figured that place out a little bit more. And I, I think also they rope off some of the, the first floor as well sometimes during the day. But um, you can usually get, uh, you know, an area that is not as congested or loud. It's also a place where you can find some plugs and, and things like that. In fact, when we were there, there was a, a gentleman at the table next to us and he even asked me if we'd, if I, we'd be bothered that he was going to make some phone calls and stuff. He was doing some Zoom meetings and stuff mm. so that we were fine with that. Um, but yeah, um, and again, they have really good hush puppies. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, but so uh, we, we, I noticed he still, didn't you know he said he didn't really want to go home but he really didn't want to do some of those attractions again I guess because we had just done them that day and a few days before and and I happened to mention to him we could go to Epcot you know because it was getting close to park hopping time and I found out that is his favorite park I thought it was but <laughs> don't he, I can't blame smarts very uh, Scott's very smart yeah can't blame him for that yeah so um uh, I I don't think we've parked hop with him in in a long, long time since he was probably much, much younger. But anyway, so we um, took the monorail over and went over to Magic Kingdom and, uh, excuse me, over to Epcot. And we were finally able to to check out... We made it to Lachaim. Lachaim, yeah. So first of all, Epcot was clearly a lot less crowded than on the weekend when we were there. Um, and so... Uh, it was a lot easier to get into some of these these food places, but we did try Lahayam, and it was well worth the wait to try that food. It was it's always great. Um, their salmon um, potato latkes are fabulous. Yeah, so you got that, and you brought me home something too. Yes, yes. So they they did have a pastrami on rye sandwich. Um, it's it's kind of like the portion is like a half a sandwich, but it, it's pretty generous mm. of uh, how much pastrami that they do provide in that sandwich. Um, so brought some of that home. 
went to our favorite French pastry shop and got some things there to bring home. Uh, he and I walked around a little bit more, explored some more, you know, of some of the things going on there. Got actually got some more pictures with him. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, and uh, it was a little cooler. It was overcast all day and cooler. In fact, um, by Windy. that, <laughs> yeah, by that time we were putting on our jackets and things like that. So uh, some of the the des- desire to try the milkshakes and things like that <laughs> had. D- depleted so uh yeah we got to do some more holiday like i said just experiencing some of the things going on there as well Well, i'm glad you finally got to get a little piece of ham and you brought some back for me as well which was nice saw the storyteller Um, there and yeah a couple of them actually yeah very cool yeah um yeah i know the salmon and potato latke i've had it in the past (laughs) it's very good um i'm sure it's the same way right now you said it was good yeah uh, you brought back the pastrami on rye for me, and um, I had that for dinner that night, mm-hmm. and it was it was delicious. You know, I, we were talking about the salmon en brioche um, from the, the French right. marketplace um, and how much it was uh, not a, the perfect balance of the salmon versus the brioche. Right. This is, I think, a really good balance of the pastrami and the rye. It's got, you know, mm-hmm. it's uh, mustard on it. It's very good. Um, it's got a nice little pickle spear that was right. very crisp. Even though you had brought it, you know, you brought it back right. after, you know, for a while. Um, it was still, it was still very crisp pickle and tasty pickle. Um, it went really well with the sandwich. I recommend the pastrami on rye. If yeah. you like pastrami, like rye bread, it's not for everybody. Right. But if you like it, it I thought it was pretty good. Um, I recommend you stop and buy lime. Yeah, see definitely. why the line is long. There. Right. Yeah. It's good food. Yeah. It's good great, food for great sure. Great dishes. Yep. So good. So. There you have it. That was our week kind of visiting the Walt Disney World Resort for the holidays. Um, it was really good. It? There's nothing like being out there for that time of year, for sure. Right. Yeah. It, they, you know, it, they don't disappoint. It's just such a wonderful way to get that holiday spirit in you and, and just appreciate what, what you can enjoy there. Yeah. And we didn't nearly touch on as much as we would have liked to. Yeah. But what we did was spectacular, fun, wonderful, and very happy that we were able to get to Walt Disney World for the holidays. So much fun. Hopefully, if you haven't had a trip chance, obviously your time is running out to get out to the Walt Disney World Resort or the Disneyland Resort for the holidays. Hopefully, you can make plans for that uh, coming up here, whether it be next year or the year after or whatever, because it is a spectacular time of year to be at the Disney parks for sure. Yeah. And even though we didn't experience a lot, there there is definitely so much variety of what you can do there. Um, I, I think, you know, yeah. one of the things for us, we're annual pass holders. We've been going for years. So it's, it, it is kind of that we pick and choose what certain things we want to experience. Um, but don't ever feel like what we just talked about is it because there's so much more. Yeah. And we didn't even get to talk or visit or talk about, you know, some of the stuff that are the, you know, the decorations, which are excellent at Hollywood studios yes, right. and the fun stuff that they do at animal uh, kingdom park right. as well yes. uh, around the holiday season. All the parks are, are, are that will make your holidays that much merrier exactly. uh, by visiting any one of them or all of them right. if you can for sure. So definitely, 
definitely plan a holiday trip sometime in the future. Now, before we get to the Disney stories of the week, you know we have to talk about our great friend Nate with Main Street and more travel because let's face it, we all have trips we're thinking about taking in the very near future. Well, if you do, whether it be to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise, or anywhere in the world beyond, let me tell you, Nate is the certified Disney vacation planner that you are going to want to get in contact with. Oh my gosh, for sure. You know, as we, you know, mention all the time, he really has firsthand knowledge of things so he can really help you plan customize a a trip that is going to be the best for you answer your questions it's really concierge level planning that doesn't cost you anything high end it is high end stuff that he will help you out with answer all your questions he is there for you to make sure your trip wherever it may be be the best it possibly can be. And as Michelle mentioned, no extra cost to you. That's because either Disney or whatever other travel branch that he works through pays him for you. Your What you end up paying is exactly what you pay. If you did all that work yourself, only you can save that time and just relax and enjoy and let him set it all up for you. Right. And you know what? He may even be able to save you some money from you doing it alone because he is on top of all the deals and steals that are out there. Yeah. There's never a guarantee, but let me tell you, if there's a discount out there, Nate will find it for you. So what you got to do is go to distripsandmore.com, fill out the form there and just contact him, talk to him, tell him what you want to do and let him get to work for you. Right. So as Tom mentioned, once you fill out that form, Nate will be back in touch with you to start that planning, but be sure to tell him that Tom and Michelle sent you. Yeah. Again, that's Nate with Main Street and more travel. And just a reminder, a trip to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise, also a great gift. If you're looking for that last minute gift for your family, uh, I suggest you talking to Nate for Main Street and more travel for sure. All right, let's go ahead and get to the Disney stories of the week. I don't have a lot for you this week, so but I do have a couple things and we're going to get to them very quickly. I'm going to start with Disney Cruise Line's next glorious vessel reaches a major accomplishment this week. Yeah. This came from the Disney Parks blog. They said, on Thursday, the Disney treasure reached yet another milestone in construction, the completion of its last block. In case you're not familiar with this maritime milestone, it's important to know that cruise ships are built in blocks or sections. With the last block in place, that means the ship is now structurally complete and outfitting work can begin. So basically, the outside of the ship is all together. Now they just need to finish off all the fixtures and everything on the inside of the ship. Yeah, that's really exciting. Hard to believe. Yeah, so that's really cool. The last block on the Disney Treasure will eventually house areas such as the adults-only Quiet Cove area, including the Cove Cafe, and Hero Zone, a futuristic sports arena where physical activity blends with imagination, offering highly produced show experiences in addition to free play sports. Uh, with this latest milestone reached, the Disney treasure can now move towards completion of its interior. So, yeah, I mean, we're still, you know, a little less than a year away from its inaugural voyages on the Disney treasure. Right. But that's a big step. You know, now they get to work on it before you know it. They'll be floating it out, doing its test runs on everything that's gone on, bringing it across the Atlantic Ocean. And, you know, hey, next year about this time, it'll be sailing. Yeah. It'll be yeah. sailing. So cool. So cool. That's just, again, it was hard to believe hearing that 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 outer exterior part was completed. It's like, wow. It's very exciting. Yeah. 
Very exciting. Can't wait to see what comes of this new Disney Cruise Line ship. And, um, we don't have a, sh- a cruise booked on it yet, but mm, we're looking at yeah. it. We're looking at it <laughs> significantly for sure. Moving on to the next door, we now know when you'll be able to attend Epcot's guest favorite springtime festival. This actually came from a Disney Parks Instagram post. They said, mark your calendars, the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival, where all blooms are fantastical and magical, (laughs) is returning to the Walt Disney World Resort on February 28th, 2024. So now you know uh, when it's all going to get started here, February 28th. Like we said last week, it's really cool that they're starting to give that advance notice so people can, especially people who have to travel further, can start really planning their vacations right. around some of these exciting festivals. So one thing we didn't receive is word on when it would be wrapping up, <laughs> um, but I believe it usually runs until about June uh, right. is when normally yeah. the Flower and Garden kind of finishes up and then they have a couple of weeks in between uh, Food and Wine Festival getting started. Um, but uh, I would... It's a great festival. It's so beautiful and the food is wonderful and the gardening stuff and the butterfly tent and all that. It's just, it's it's really a wonderful time to go visit yeah. uh, Epcot and the Walt Disney World Resort in general. Yeah, most definitely. Like I said, and that's when the pairing of the food with the the drink offerings or beverage offerings is, is much more keen. The only thing I will say is that I still wish that they would extend the Festival of the Arts a little bit longer, maybe to the end of February, then start the uh, Flower and Garden Festival in March or something. I think a little bit more balance for the Festival of the Arts would be a little nice, you know, give more people a chance to experience that festival as well. That's true. But I'm not going to complain. Love both those festivals. (laughs) And we're going to get a chance to visit Uh, them both because we're lucky enough to live nearby. Yes. (laughs) We're not going to complain about that. That's it for the Disney stories of the week. Oh, wait, oh, wait. Michelle has things. a story. And as you all know, Michelle has the best stories. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Uh, um, what you got for us, Michelle? Well, just a couple little things, you know, more announcement kind of things. Is one, a- Animal Kingdom had the ability to welcome a new baby elephant. Oh, that's that, right. That, Cora, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, so that's pretty exciting that... Um, that she was born there. And it's like the first time in seven years that I think they've had a, a baby elephant so. born. Or something think, like that. Yeah. So, yeah. I was just looking to yeah, see. It was cute. Adorable. Yeah. Yeah. So, so cute. So looking forward to being able to see mom and baby yeah. out at uh, Disney's uh, Animal Kingdom. So that's pretty cool news, I thought. Um, the other thing is, and, and this we had posted in uh, social media, that um, Disneyland After Dark series is coming back in 2024 and some of those uh, earlier in the year the the events through March were going on sale first to the magic key holders and then to the general public Um, as of recording today on Sunday uh, the Disney after Disneyland after dark sweetheart nights is sold out. That's I was a little surprised by that. Yeah yeah well it's pretty popular and it is a really great great um evening oh it's great i, I yeah. think sweetheart's night is fantastic love it love it yeah um and so what's still on sale right now is the the ones that are in march the two dates in march march 5th and 7th which is the um disney channel nights still a little surprised that i thought since there was only two disney channel nights that that would go before all of the Sweethearts nights. Yeah. I mean, not that I, I thought there would be some nights that would sell out for Sweethearts night, but I thought the Disney Channel would sell out first 
before all eight dates, the right. Sweethearts Night. But yeah. that just tells you how what people think of the Sweethearts Night and how right. wonderful it is. And know? I don't know like how many tickets mm-hmm. are still available. Um, yeah, you should jump on it, no matter which one you want to go to, if, if you have the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so those are available and on sale. The other uh, Disneyland After Dark events that are coming on later in the year are not on sale yet. So you have... Which is- uh, Star Wars night and Pride night. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, just wanted to let you know if you are thinking about attending one of those, you, you could, if you act quickly, I guess, still do the Disney Channel night. Yeah. And I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun. All yeah. those Disneyland after dark nights that we've ever been to have always been really, really fun. Right. And and I know that, you know, sometimes it's, it's hard to find um, even just regular tickets into Disneyland. Um so this is an opportunity if you don't go get to go during the day that you can do a nighttime thing. And it's just, uh, it's, it's great if you want to do some extra fun photo op things or try s- special food. It's also a great if you want to do attraction heavy visit to the park because that's, they're easy to get mm-hmm. into. Very cool. Very cool. Oh, one other thing I forgot to bring up is that we did see some new images and find out kind of vaguely when the new cabins at the Fort oh, Wilderness yeah, right. Resort are going to be coming, the DVC version of those cabins, um, we did get to see some uh, concept art of what the inside, is, the interior is going to look like. And it, they say that they're going to be uh, opening up in summer of 2024 for, right. for purchase and for, of course, DVC members to use their points on. Yeah. So what did you think? I thought they look great. I, 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 it still has mostly that same cabin vibe to it i mean it's a little more modernized now yeah um but you know the way the sleeping is and, and everything um i thought it looks like there's more natural light than there were in the old yeah, the older version of the cabins um so i kind of like it yeah i mean if you've if you've been at the cabins before it the bedroom layout is the same so you have the one queen bed and then you have the bunk beds mm-hmm. in that same room um, and it also still has the, the one bathroom, but it's, it's laid out differently. It also, as Tom said, more lighting, it has light, uh, it has windows all like all along the top, some like long, narrow windows along the top, but there's also two sliding glass doors. So it looks like one probably goes into like the main living space. And then the other one, maybe to the bedroom space, um, and right now, if you go to the cabins as they are now, there's just doors. So there's a door going into the main living right. space and another door that goes into the uh, the, the bedroom as well. Right, right. Um, it but looks With no windows there. I mean, there are windows, but not on the doors. Though. Right, exactly. Um, so it does seem a lot brighter inside. The woods are more lighter woods, some more um, like grays mm-hmm. and tans versus the, you know, more the, the heavy wood look I think it's currently I, there I think it still has that that Fort Wilderness feel but just a modern version of it right I, I, I like it I, I I'm looking forward to checking them out in person when the time comes that we will have the opportunity to book those right and for right now I mean and everything is you know listed as artist rendering but it, it does seem like they're going to continue having the exterior porch this large porch that will have a a, a large picnic table and then also the grills that are outside. Um, and you know, those are charcoal grills, but what's really nice is they will clean them for you. So if you use them, you just leave it there and then the next morning mm. s- somebody will come and 
clean that out for yep. you. But. Yep. Uh, they have not. Uh, we we did get contacted by our DVC guide, and he told us, uh, you know, that, that it's coming up that they will be, you know, you can your chance to purchase, purchase. Mm-hmm. Uh, into uh, the cabins at Fort Wilderness for DVC. Uh, not yet, but it's coming. Uh, so I'll just know that going in. But um, but that doesn't mean you have to do that. You can use your points if you have DVC points already. You can rent points and right. stay there. And you can still, just like you can now, you can go ahead and purchase it with cash. Right, you know, right, and, yes. And stay there as well, just like yes. with all the DVC resorts. Right, right. So. But it is kind of neat um, that they are doing some upgrades and uplifts, facelifts to that. Oh, the other thing is in the... Um, living room area, it has the Murphy bed. Kind of what you're you're seeing a lot now at the DVC yeah. resort rooms, yeah. Which is really nice. They used to have that, and then they got rid of it and had the fold-out fold couches. Out couch, yeah. So I'm glad they're going back to the Murphy bed style. I think that um, just makes it a lot more convenient for, yep. for people. Who, Agreed. You know, yeah, so. looking forward to checking them out uh, this summer, 2024, whenever they happen. Yeah. To start. I, I think it'll be kind of in a, you know, like... I have a feeling that there'll be areas that are open, but maybe not all of the cabins are open right. yet right. by summer. We'll see how we'll it goes. See. Yeah. Um, but I'm very excited for that. So. Yeah. Um, well, what can I say? We like that resort. We, we like that resort we a lot. Do. We just talked about visiting there. Maybe next year for the holiday season, we'll be staying at the new cabins. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, for sure. So. That's it for the Disney stories of the week. However, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip on your next vacation. And when we do this, we always start with Michelle because she's fantastic. She's wonderful. (laughs) She's all things great in the world. You just heard it. She has the best stories. Yeah. (laughs) You know, she does the best research. She definitely has the best list. But one thing is for certain, she has the very best tips. So let's get to it. Here's Michelle's tip of the week. Well, thank you, sweetie. Uh, My tip actually um, came from an experience that I had this week. Um, but I want to bring it up in case other people have had something regarding photo pass that is concerning. So let's say you're missing a photo, like an attraction photo, um, or like what we experienced, we had a magic shot that was, um, missing the magic part of the shot. (laughs) We did our part. We posed. Well, the Disney Photo Pass crew really can still help you as long as it's within the time frame of um, your particular expiration. You know, you can contact them and get some resolution to this. So, there are several ways you can do it. You can either fill out a form online, and we have the links for both Disneyland and Walt Disney World in our show notes for that. Uh, you can call Photo Pass. It's it's the same number for both locations, and that's also in the show notes. Or if you're at Epcot, you can stop by the camera center in Epcot that's located just beneath Spaceship Earth. Now, as I mentioned, we had a photo shot that we posed for. um, And when we were when Scott and I were getting some photos taken, there was an extra photo pass person there. And I happened to while we were in line, show him our photo pass and photo and asked him if there was anything that could be done. And he was the one that recommended going to the camera center. And so, um, they did, they, you know, they looked up our account, they found the photo, they confirmed with me the shot that I was talking about and reaffirmed to me that it was going to be corrected, which it was very shortly after we left there. So, um, they were very helpful. They got it resolved and it's, it's an adorable shot. It's Um, one of the shots on our artwork for this week's episode. Yeah. So, um, 
I don't know that going to the camera center was the most efficient, um, but it, it did work out really well for me. But, uh, you know, again, don't think if the shot didn't turn out the way you wanted or if you're missing one that, you know, it's just not able to get resolved. Uh, do your best to try to reach out to them and they're going to do their best to try to help correct that for you. And that goes, we've had some uh, friends of ours that have missed like their uh, attraction photos, you know, right. some of the more, their favorite yeah. attractions where they'll be photos taken when you're on there and they didn't show up on for, for whatever reason in their photos. Uh, you can go and ask for that as well and see if they can kind of track those down for you, give yeah. them a time yeah. frame of when you're on the attraction and they'll look it up and they these people that we were with uh, they did find that uh, that photo for them. So they were able to take that home. With them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely worth inquiring. So. Right. If you know you want those memories, especially if you're paying for the photo pass, right. whether it be through an annual pass or you're paying for it for the day, um, you, you want to take advantage of that. This is the reason why you purchased it. So go ahead and, and ask about those photos when it's rare, but occasionally right, yeah. it happens that they don't show up or they don't show up the right way. Um, it can't hurt to ask. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very good. Michelle's tip, always the best tip. <laughs> uh, my tip for this week talks about, you know, look, we will always recommend if you're going to stay a long period of time going to the Walt Disney World Resort, a lot of times it's best to just buy a one park per day ticket because you save a lot mm -hmm. of money there, you know, over, and it can be a little tiring and troublesome to get the parks are not really close together right. at the Walt Disney World Resort. Trying to park hop can be a little difficult. Hey, if you want to spend the money and do park hoppers for your entire trip, go for it. No problem yeah, with that. Yeah, it's wonderful but too. Yeah. It, it can't, I, I kind of find that it's not always necessary when you're going to the Walt Disney World Resort. However, maybe near the end of your trip, you know what? You're thinking, ah, you know what? We're going to be visiting this park on the last day that, you know, we've already done once. Or maybe it's one of those parks that, and it could be any of the parks that you consider kind of a quote half day park, mm -hmm. end quote. And so, you know, yeah, I'm only going to be spend so much time there. Maybe I do want to go to another park. Maybe I want to go back to this park that we got to see earlier right. on that we really love. Maybe I want to go sample some more festival food. Right. Or maybe it's the extended, I'm staying at a deluxe resort or a deluxe villa. I want to get to this resort or to this park to be able to do the extended hours. I want to be able to park right. hop over to it. Well, even if you've purchased for your entire trip, one day, one park per day tickets on that last day of your trip, you can upgrade that to a park hopper ticket. Now it has to be the last day of your ticket group. So, but you can ask and have that done. You will have to pay extra money to do that, right. but you can upgrade that last day to a park hopper ticket. So you can take advantage of that on that last day. If you so see fit, uh, you just need to go to uh, guest services or your, uh, your concierge at your resort and you can ask them about doing this and they will help you out with possibly getting that ticket upgrade if you so desire for that one day. And that way you don't have to, you can still have that one day of park hopping and not pay for it for your entire trip. Right. That's good to know because, yeah, usually most everything with an upgrade like that, you have to do it for the entire span of mm -hmm. your your all grouping of tickets. Yeah. So, so um, good, you may want to take tip. advantage of that. Like yeah, I said, and it's tip, not for baby. everybody. You may not have reason to park hop, but if you're thinking about it, you know, another thing you can think about doing is, you know, they always have those bounce back uh, offers to you when you're done with your right. trip. 
you're, you're booking another trip with that discount, you know, and I'm going to be coming back within a year. Maybe I want to upgrade to an annual pass. Is it worth it to me to do that? You can also think about that oh, too. Yeah, and right. The money you've already paid for your tickets can be taken as a part of that True. annual pass as you move along. Right. So, That's a good point. And you'll yeah. have that full year of that annual pass as right. well. So things to think about when yeah, you're on exactly. your Walt Disney yeah, World Resort vacation. Yeah, measure out what works yeah. for you. Yeah. So that's it for this week's show. Next week, well, Marvel's new season of What If is debuting this week. Mm. I'm very excited about that because I love the first season of What If. Uh, It'll be out on Disney Plus beginning on December 22nd. And they're going to be releasing an episode every single day for there on out for the next, uh, I think it's eight episodes, something like that. Um, So, you know, we're excited about that. We thought, well, maybe we do a Disney Parks version of What If. So... What we're going to do is, Michelle, what are we going to do with Disney Parks What If? So, um, and this is something I thought we could um, do like a series of, is looking at what do they have at other Disney parks around the world that we wish were here at Walt Disney World. So I thought we could start is, what if things we want here from Disneyland Paris? What if if it would be... Well, how would we how would we phrase this? What if our favorite attractions from Disneyland Paris were at the Walt Disney World Resort? Ooh, yes, or I the like Disneyland it. Resort. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, we're going to do each a couple of our favorite things and and try to figure out where would they kind where of would they fit? fit? Yeah, right. I like that. I like that. And it'd be fun. Uh, feel free to chime in as well with yes. what what your what if uh, from Disneyland Paris to the Walt Disney World Resort or the Disneyland Resort. Um, would be, uh, we would love to hear those as well, and we will share those on the show next week. Yeah, and then we can look at other parks around the world. Yeah, it should be fun. Should be fun. Should be a fun series. Michelle always has the best <laughs> episode ideas. No question about that. <laughs> I don't know. As for this week's episode, we appreciate that you join us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Also, we are on social media. We're on Twitter X. at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Threads at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventures Facebook group. Also, we're on YouTube. If you want to find us there, we're at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to help support our little old podcast here, we'd greatly appreciate it. We have Patreon tiers as low as $2 a month. And thank you to all of you who are already Patreons. And we look forward to maybe getting some more. That's right. Thank you to all our Patreon members. And thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye.